Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Organizing Life's Daily Demands. My name is Peter Gordon. I'm the president of New York Financial Organizers, and we help people pay their bills, deal with uh, insurance claims, provide fiduciary services, and eventually are involved in all the non-investment side of financial decision-making. Uh, today, I have a wonderful guest, Dean Graver, and uh, he is an extraordinary real estate agent slash broker. Uh, he could talk about that. And, and I don't use that term lightly because um, uh, people in the real estate in industry have um, might have uh, jaded uh, pasts or have poor reputations, but Dean is exceptional. And we're going to find out why I think that. Hi, Dean. How are you doing? Good morning, everybody. Peter, thank you so much for inviting me here today uh, to Organizing Life's Daily Demands. I'm excited um, for the next little while to be speaking and sharing here. Sure. So, um, you know, Dean and I met when uh, I was working with a client who had a home for sale. Uh, it's actually his mother's home. And uh, we met through uh, Dean's partner, who was friends with my client's son. And um, I was so impressed at the time with how he handled the whole transaction and, and conducted the sale. And this was, I think this was at the beginning of the pandemic, right? A, a little, it was just starting or a little before around 2020, early 2020, right. I believe. But then, yeah, yeah it was an issue. <laughs> it was, if I recall. It was maybe, to be one, you know, for sure. Yeah. So um, anyway, it was, it, he did an amazing job, and um, I thought this would be a great place uh, for us to find out more about Dean. So, Dean, tell me, how did you get involved in becoming a realtor? Okay, well, before I was a realtor, I was um, in the mortgage business for a while, for about 20 years. And oh. um, it's a little bit time for a change, I would say, honestly. And I figured I would use my skills that I've learned from that profession to segue or shift into um, into the real estate industry. Um, along the way on every transaction, I felt like it was a lot of the same moving parts, you know, people, appraisals, houses, titles, attorneys, and, and so forth. Um, so I thought it would be a natural transition. And, um, and it was, it was, it's comfortable. Yeah, um, I mean, it's obviously very related, <laughs> very related yeah. but from, from a different angle. From a different angle. Um, so in your work, what are some questions that you think a, a buyer or a seller should ask a realtor? Okay, the questions that they should ask a realtor is, uh, are they full-time? What type of track record do they have? Um, they should ask about references also, how well you know the community, how committed you are to your craft. I know that that's a strange question to ask, but there are a lot of realtors who aren't fully committed there just because they're part-time realtors. I think the, yeah. the most important thing is, are you full-time? Are you committed? What kind of track record do you have? Um, and who do you work with? What kind of team do you work with? So if we start with you, how busy are you going to be? How accessible are you going to be? And um, you know, who, who else is working with you on your team? And what company do you work for? But it's the team for me, uh, myself, Evan St. Gerard, buyer's agent to Shauna Manrum, and two administrative assistants, Sean and Tammy. 
And um, I can't live without any one of these pieces. You know, I, I need we need all five of us to lift and get something done and have people really, really happy. Um, but I like staying in, in the front with the buyers and the sellers and with our clients um, and never right by my side all the time on every single transaction. And, um, and that's mostly it. You know, I'm thinking about a uh, an event you had uh, about a month or so ago. And it was a picnic for your yep. client and, and not only your clients, so I'm not necessarily a client, but for other professionals that you work with. And it, it, it was a family affair. It wasn't a business affair. It was a family affair. And, uh, you know, you highlighted uh, the people you worked with and uh, it was, it was great. I mean, I brought my, I went, I came with my, uh, my wife and my son, who's also my partner and my grandson yeah and uh, he agreed we had a great time and um it just it showed your commitment to not just your clients but to your um certainly to the people you work with and your community yeah, and well, i just want to say something about that we really we really do appreciate the people that we work with we stay just that we're in touch with you peter you're in touch with us but also with jimmy the first person that we met, Naftali, the first person that we met from, yeah. and um, and Barbara more recently, and and some others, um, we stay in touch with our clients. and really do. Um, we really appreciate them. So we do the the client appreciation barbecue in Alley Pond Park um, every July, and we try to make it better every year. You know, we'll analyze it like anything else. What went right? What didn't go right? We ask the people who attended, what suggestions do you have for us? Anything that we can do, you think next year to make it better? So this past year, we had um, professional grillers there and servers to help us out. So, so I mean, the years before, we bought, we bought like nine barbecues. Me and Evans and uh, Peter Spina, uh, um, one of the home inspectors, is cooking. But that way, when we do that, we can't really participate. So we changed that. Right, right. And, um, and we got Chris Daniels there, our, the, um, the fitness guy. So he started. That was fantastic. Kids. That was really fantastic. That was fun, right? All the adults got into this. We had a tug of war. <laughs> and I mean, this was um, we, this was a battle. We, we, we were each side. Everybody was really trying to win. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun for me. It was. I think it was for everyone else, too. And um, then we do this again. Um, we do it um, in Thanksgiving time. We have a, a, a pie event. So when COVID was here, yes. we used to set up a tent in the parking lot that was drive by and get a pie. We give out Thanksgiving pies because we couldn't be indoors. I this mean, that's year, what I know it as. Yeah. So this year we're shifting it to um, a bowling alley. And um, it's called Ballmore, I think is the name. I don't want to say the name because I'm going to get it wrong right now. But it's in the Mineola area. And um, everyone, if they want to bring their family, if they want to bowl a couple of games, it's on us and get your pie and just enjoy some. I mean, that's, that's brilliant. That's really, that's fantastic. That's really yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's a fun day. The planning of it is fun too, and the phone calls, inviting people—you know—it's it's a it's a way to catch up and not just not just talk about real estate. I mean, we want to do real estate, we want to help people, we want to do business, but I enjoy everybody that we do business with, so it's a great social event too. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's that says a lot. And I, I actually I have a, a similar feeling. I, I I mean that's a a big statement. I enjoy everybody I do business with, you know, I <laughs> and uh, I, I, I won't say I, I agree with that a hundred percent, but I do well, enjoy most of the people I do business with. And, within, re uh, within reason. <laughs> within reason, yes. Yes. But, um, 
that's what it's all about, you know, for me is, um, is, is helping people and, and getting those, getting the results. And, um, and I would say all the people who I interview on this podcast have that same attitude as okay. I, and I know you're, you're about helping people first. Yes. You'll, you'll make money. Um, but that's, you, you're not in it part time to make a quick hit. You're in it to, with a commitment. But you, you just said all the people on your podcast are of the same mindset because like minds attract each other. So that's who you're asking also and who you're surrounding yourself with, um, you know, to future your, you know, to further your business. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, that's great. I, I haven't quite thought of it that way. Um, yeah, that's but, what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. Um, so when you're preparing a seller, uh, what do you do in order to help them list their home? Okay, so I'm so glad you asked that because before I got into real estate, when I was doing the mortgage side of it, I thought this job was a little bit different than it was. Um, it's a little, there's a little more moving parts to it than, than I ever really knew about until I was in it. So to help somebody prepare, first of all, we want them to make sure we ask a lot of questions. If they're selling, let's say we want them to, we want to be sure they want to move. We want to be sure that they know what their next house, you know, the next location is going to be. Um, if the schools are right for them, if the town is comfortable for them, provides what they're looking for. We just ask them to really, re, you know, really be sure that you want to do this and, and research what you want to do. From our side here, if we're two things, we're selling and buying, they're different. So I'll share with you on both. We're selling a home. Uh, we want to make sure that every feature of the home, it, it, every aspect of the home is featured properly. We want to make sure that the home is marketed property, properly. We go through the steps, every step with the seller um, as far as what to expect, because they always want to know what's next. So someone comes to look at the house. Who's showing it? Are you going to be here? Is someone coming unattended, unaccompanied? How do they get in? How do we make appointments? And there's a lot of, I'm not going to get into that here, but there's so many different ways to do it. We just offer all of them to a seller. We explain and describe what all of them look like in real world, in the real world and see which option they want to, they want to go through. We have um, open houses also, but then even after an offer is accepted, um, how does that work? Does that mean we have a contract? Are we committed to this buyer? Are they committed to us? How long will it take? How do we know they're qualified? You know, everything. Um, how does the money flow? When they give a deposit, do I hold it? Is it mine? Can I spend it? Did I get asked yeah. that? No, not yet. It's nobody's money for a minute. It's not the buyer's money. It's not the seller's money. It's an escrow. That's a that's a great point. You know, and and when we're in the weeds and we're doing the work, there's an assumption that uh, people know what we're doing. But and you and as a perfect example in that case. People don't know, and you're a great educator. Yeah, so here's the thing I think also. It's everyone has the same, we've learned. Just, you know, if, if something is done a hundred times in a row, the same, virtually the same way, that's the way it's done, you know, and that's the way people ask the questions of us. So we know what the next questions are. So I know at night, if a seller, a client is thinking of, geez, I got to call Dean. I'm wondering what happens next, or I'm wondering how this goes, or I'm wondering how the appraisal went. I'm just wondering whatever I'm wondering. And um, so we'll call them in advance and say, hey, let me tell you what's going to happen. Because if I can call you in advance and, and have you not have a stressful night, I feel like I've done a little bit of a better job alleviating stress. 
it's going to be the same result at the end from the start to the end is going to be the same but it's all it's that 40 60 70 days in the middle that i don't want you to have a you know to, to be uncomfortable if you don't have to be uncomfortable so we try i see that we know that and try to alleviate that and answer the questions and always letting people know what's next what happens now how do we do this you know how do i get my stuff to the next house how do i pay how does the money get transferred all right now flip that if you're a buyer um the buyer thing is the same thing we want to make sure are you sure you want to move are you sure you want to move here i i can't suggest a good town for you you know we're not I, I, you have to do your own research but once you're sure same thing we're going to walk you through all the steps you like the home you're sure you want to move don't let someone else get the house then if you've been looking for a while and this is the home for you and we talk about that initial it gets a little hectic at the beginning because you're making an offer quick um, you're counter offering you're negotiating we're working with the home inspector and you're working with an attorney and a mortgage lender so you have all these pieces for three days but those three or four days we're literally holding your hand in there with you right you know you have to take the action but we'll be holding your hand while you take the action and tell you what action to take or suggest what action to take and try to make it clear for you and um and also the payments so if you're buying a home you have to know all about the payments the expenses the taxes insurance maybe flood insurance um yeah electric bill gas bill everything just make sure you're comfortable if you're comfortable then we're going to get you in the house and, and right. as smooth as possible right um can you talk a little bit about um the issue of having an exclusive when you're an, a real estate person a lot of laymen like myself um are confused about that so what does it mean that i give my i talked to a broker and they said well we would like ex an exclusive with this listing okay you're talking about an office exclusive where only we can show you home or you just mean what does it mean when it's listed on multiple listing i'm more i guess it has to do with the um the commission sharing uh that's okay. involved okay great great question then all right. So what happens when you list a home? It's called it's called an exclusive right to sell. So let's okay. say you list with us with Keller Williams Realty at my at my brokerage's office. So we have the exclusive right to sell. So all the sales, anything that's going on with this, kind of comes through us, except having us as your as your realtor, as your broker here, or, or as your agent. We open it up to the entire market of all the twenty nine thousand right. agents on our multiple listing any agents we're open to even if the agent isn't on our it's called one key multiple listing for long island brooklyn and queens and um and westchester also now it's is on there but it's opened up to all the agents that are on there we welcome them all we just want to sell your home i mean i don't really care if it's another brand's agent a century 21 remax exit it, it doesn't matter to me as long as the people are qualified all the offers are presented to the to the seller Commissions are usually split almost equally. Um, you know, it all depends. That's a negotiated situation, but but they're getting the buyer's agents are getting a disclosed fair compensation. You will know what they're getting, and and certainly they will know what they're getting. And usually, we want to pay them a little bit more on the buyer's side. We want to be very competitive on what's offered out, so that they bring their best clients here. You know, we want to make sure that agents aren't looking and counting dollars and saying, geez, they're not offering anything. 
So why right. am I going to bring my buyer here? And I have a great buyer. I'm just going to bring them next door and show right. them that. Exactly. So I don't want to leave any stone right. unturned. I want everyone to see your home and everyone and anyone um, can have access to the home that, you know, and then we, and then we qualify them. That's, that's excellent. And, and what's your experience right now with the market? Like how long are things staying on the market uh, on, you know, on market? Like if somebody comes to you and say, we're looking to sell our home, what's the time frame? Okay, and I'm gonna say Not that you can predict it exactly, obviously. No, but we almost we almost it's it's that's changing all the time. It's constantly changing. Surprisingly, right now, today, we're in we're in August 2023. The market is strong in Suffolk County, Nassau County, where prices are going up still a little bit. And our experience is that we're getting homes under contract in about two weeks. In those wow. two counties. Queens County, so there's four markets here, it almost seems like. Queens County is a normalized market, 30 days. Price it right, be competitive, you'll, you know, you'll get full price, 98, 99% of price, maybe 100% in Queens. And Brooklyn, you have to price a little bit ahead of the market. Um, it seems like it's a completely different scenario in Brooklyn for us. Where What does that mean, price ahead of the market? Oh, well, just just be competitive is what I'm, I'm really saying. You know what I mean? If four homes are selling for nine hundred thousand dollars, don't price yours at nine and a quarter because it won't get any attention. It just won't. It will just be silence. Um, if four homes are selling for nine hundred thousand dollars at a similar price, yours at eight ninety eight ninety five. You know, what I mean, just just be competitive and be smart um, in that market. So Queen Brooklyn's a little I'll bit. Say, I, I, I'll say don't be a pig. <laughs> you can say it. I don't want to say it. It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's true. And again, it depends on the client. Yeah. What they want. Yeah. So, but just to sum that up, if we want to just take the whole region, 30 days to get into contract, another 60 days to close in New York. That that's that's always been a kind of a staple here. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, we're coming to close now. Um I'll give you kind of a, a stock question. Okay. But who, who do you want to meet? Who, who is good for you to talk to? <laughs> okay. So seller would primarily work with sellers, but I don't want to downplay any opportunity to help any buyers that are out there. It's sellers and buyers and residential property. Okay. We have great buyer's agents in our office. We have buyer, a buyer's agent on our team. But our, our primary focus is people who are looking to move, whether they're selling and buying at the same time. That's that's great for us because we we're seasoned with that and we can help make what seems like a daunting task to them. Something that's really to us. It's just business, you know, right, but right. mostly sellers. And the other thing is, if somebody I can't there's nothing I can say to make you want to move. If you want to move, we can certainly help you, whether that's buying or selling, you know, um, and then we do some commercial also, but I, on the commercial, I team up um, two people in my office that I team up with for mixed use and commercial and anything. And even if it's not in New York, in all 50 states, we really have great contacts that work at our company and other companies uh, that we just great agents really is the first part uh, that we can connect you with, whether it's Florida, you know, Virginia, Texas. California, wherever someone might be thinking about moving. And we would still be with you there on the transaction. So it's not it's not a complete handoff. I just need somebody to assist me in another state. 
Right, and I know if you're referring them, they're of a like mind and, and the service-oriented yeah. that you are. Yeah. Um, what about uh, professionals? Who who do you like to meet as far as other professionals are concerned, you know, that uh, can refer you business? Okay, well, right now I think there's always a need for divorce lawyers. People are getting divorced, unfortunately, sadly, all the time. But, um, but we don't really... We're not. We could use a good divorce lawyer to work with, or two, and um, and also um, Will's Trust Estates probate, um, right? Attorneys also, great. so we can provide their clients some some great assistance. We hope, right? Excellent. Yeah. Okay, Dean, that was wonderful. Um, I'm glad we had this opportunity. Uh, and um, what's the best way to, for people to reach you? At least when you are saying it now, but it, it will be in the, uh, on the website, but all right. I'm wondering, anyway. All right. I do something that's kind of unusual. I pick up my phone almost all the time. I don't, if I'm on a, a podcast like this, it's off or if I'm with a client, it's off. If I'm not with a client or I'm not doing something like this, I pick up my phone. So call me. My cell phone is 516-527-9549. My email is my name. It's Dean Graber. G-R-A-B-E-R at kw.com. We have, uh, well, you put our website up also. At my yeah, it'll all be there. Okay, so yeah. call me. Best way. Yeah, call, and you have a unique message. <laughs> From 8 to 12. That, yeah, that you explain your work theory on your message. When somebody calls you and you don't answer, you say that, tell us what Tell us what you say. I think it's fantastic. All right, from, from, from 8 a.m., till noon every day i'm looking to help my clients so if you have a home listed with us we're looking for buyers for you or if you're looking for a home to buy we'll try to find that home through for sale by owners and calling around the neighborhood that you're looking to buy in so we're making our outbound calls from 8 to 12. that i'm kind of like religious about i've been for years and then from 12 till 6 7 you know you get all my get all the business done yeah yeah i know it's great um, it, it speaks to how organized you are, and I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, man. Very good. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you before Thanksgiving, but I'll definitely see you uh, wherever that bowling event is. All right. Thank you so much for having me here. I really greatly enjoyed this, and um, hope everyone has a great day. Yes, likewise. Take care now. Bye, everybody. See you at our next video.